The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We've been talking to city councillors over the past number of, well, weeks without a doubt uh, about uh, the budget process for the city of Edmonton this year. And some good news, uh, some relief is on the way for Edmonton home and, and business owners in a 12 to 1 vote. Um... City councillors have approved the 2021 budget and there will be a 0% tax increase. That's the first time this has happened in what about 24 years. Vinesh Pratap is Global Edmonton City Hall reporter. He joins us right off the top this afternoon. Hey, Vinesh, welcome to the show. Hey, Jalen, how are things going with you? Yeah, pretty good, Vinny. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. So this has been a process and, you know, we, we, we've heard from city councillors over the past number of weeks about how difficult it was going to get or how difficult it was going to be to get to this point. You've been covering it for the past number of weeks. Um, what did you witness? What did you hear about these, about these challenges in coming to this 0% tax increase? Well, Jaylen, you know, uh, this was uh, the zero percent was something that council was aiming for because they heard from people that they're simply hurting. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the initial tax increase was proposed at 3.2 percent. And keep in mind that we're in the middle of the four year budget cycle. So typically, you know, the, the budget was approved, uh, you know, back in 2018 for the four year term. Uh, and so going into 2021, you know, typically if times are normal, they make, uh, you know, small adjustments and really keep that tax increase at what was initially approved. But, you know, we're going through these unprecedented unprecedented mm-hmm. times. And so they got that 3.2% down to zero. Um, and so initially, you know, they were talking about closing some community pools and everything like that. But at the end, you know, those, those community pools and rinks will remain open. They found savings in other areas and, and they found that 0% and that will be passed along to uh, homeowners and businesses. Okay, Vinesh, uh, let's talk about those recreation facilities. It was East Glance, going to Leisure Centres, Oliver Outdoor Pool, Oliver and Tipton uh, Arenas. And uh, we've, we we know some of these have been on the chopping block for quite some time. There's been talk, it seems, year after year uh, about some of these. We saw a lot of the community leagues in those areas come forward and say, hey, you know, please don't get rid of these. These are important to our communities. So how do they manage to, 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 to save these? Um, and and for how long is it just uh, for a year and it gets looked again next year yeah you know this is an open-ended question so it does you know with the pools remaining open it doesn't mean that their their fates are sealed this is going to be an ongoing discussion and this will be picked up by a brand new council Uh, you know there's a lot of concern about you know the these facilities being underutilized at the same time you know the the closure of these facilities was fought by these communities, uh, you know, a lot because they say closing these facilities would go against everything that the city has been advocating for in terms of, you know, what's described as, you know, more livable communities, you know, more infill in these mature communities. You know, it's called the the 15-minute communities. You know, you can walk 15 minutes to get to the amenities and services that you want. So even though these pools will be looked at again and, you know, there could be some, uh, you know, uh, thoughts and ideas to maybe replace them, these communities, that are impacted by any potential closures, they're going to be fighting uh, to ensure that they don't lose these services. 
Yeah, and I know, I think it was uh, Councillor Knack, Councillor Cartmel, we've had on the show over the past number of weeks talking about one of the big challenges is some of these facilities are quite old and the ongoing maintenance costs as well, the long-term maintenance costs for them can get a little pricey. I think one of them was, you know, in the millions upon millions of dollars. Well, and you know, that's the thing, you know, uh, the city has been, you know, very uh, proactive in terms of opening rec centres, but, you know, they're on the fringes in the, in the suburban communities with, you know, huge populations uh, and these these rec centers are massive so you get you know economies of scale you know i'm going to use the example of the oliver pool right i mean it's a it's an outdoor pool uh so you know the window is very small in terms of when you can use that and you know the next door arena again it's only a single ice sheet and not a you know multi ice sheet and so when you only have that single ice sheet ice sheet it makes it more difficult to operate and maintain right so i mean we're, we're looking at things like that and you know, so, you know, in terms of, you know, potential replacements, this is going to be an ongoing discussion about how yeah. big any future uh, facility might look like. And then at the end, you know, can the city afford it? Because, you know, the, these tough economic times that we're in right now, it's expected to continue for a while. Uh, Global Edmonton City Hall reporter Vinesh Pratap joining me this afternoon. There was, uh, you know, another. It, it, it's interesting how things kind of pop up and watch things get uh, attention as well as we had go- gone through this process and we learn more about it. There was that spay and neuter program at Animal Care and Control, and I, I ended up getting Vinesh all sorts of emails and uh, text messages and Insta uh, direct messages about this program, about the fact that it could possibly be on the chopping block it for some reason really um uh well it it appeared to um it'd be very important to a number of people it's sticking around though you know what anything to do with animals especially our domesticated (laughs) friends uh you know you're going to get very passionate responses and you know we, we should put everything into perspective here you know when the 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 updated kind of budget was released and the recommendations came forward those were simply recommendations from administration yeah. at the end of the day the buck does stop with the mayor and with councillors and so you know those calls and those uh messages that you got Jalen, all the councillors offices also received those yeah. uh those calls and messages and so they they heard you know what people were saying what was important to them and at the end they were able to save the the spay and neuter program and you know the argument was made and it won out that you know it could potentially cost the city more if they eliminated that program and so that's why uh you know this program was able to be saved you know we we should point out you know there there are still going to be uh you know reductions and so that's why we have achieved this zero percent uh property tax freeze and that will result in uh in cuts for the city so initially they were talking about eliminating 347 Mm full-time equivalent positions that number has been reduced somewhat uh 313 is the number that we were given this afternoon 63 percent of that is through vacancy management and uh, attrition so positions that weren't filled or through attrition and so 37 percent of that 313 will be through permanent layoffs yeah, you know what? That's what I wanted to get to next. I mean, we 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 saw communities fight for you know a couple of these programs, but the reality is there's some job losses going to happen here as well. And I think there's been, you know, temporary layoffs that started back in in March. That um, you know if they did come back, people are getting laid off again. I mean, the reality is um, that uh, jobs are are going to be going to be cut here. But this was also something that that the city had talked about knowing 
knowing, you know, in some ways that it had to reduce some of I, some of its middle management and top management. That that is something that's been talked about for quite some time, Vinash. It has, and you know, uh, there there was the auditor's report suggesting that the mm-hmm. the city had too many layers of management. You know, back in the fall, you know, we heard from one of the unions uh, saying, you know, the the city had several layers more management than what they typically typically would like to see, and this is coming from the union, right? Um, and so again, they they heard that and. And that was taken into consideration here. And, you know, with the, the, the 0% increase, the mayor warned today that, you know, what was approved today can't happen again and again and again as we kind of go down the road. You know, we have to, you know, the mayor suggested, uh, you know, we can't repeat what uh, happened back in the 90s where, you know, tax increases didn't happen. But then subsequently in following years, we saw some very significant tax increases to, to make up for the infrastructure deficits and to, you know, build out uh, city amenities and, and services. Yeah, I was going to ask you before we uh, before I let you go, because I know you have a busy schedule, Vinesh, and I sure appreciate your time. Uh, what does this mean for the incoming next council? Because, um, you know, we have an election coming up in uh, less than a year. Um, how will these decisions impact on next year? Well, right now, Jaylin, for 2022, the confirmed tax increase is sitting at 1.6%. But as we mm. saw uh, with the four-year budget cycle, you know, uh, the, the council of the day can come in and completely change things. And so, yeah, that will be interesting because we are going to be heading into a an election cycle here. Uh, there's going to be a brand new mayor for sure. Uh, there could be several mm. new voices at the council table as well. And that could mean... Uh, you know, that 1.6% that's on the table right now could be a very different number. And, you know, ultimately, it's up to taxpayers, you know, voters, uh, if, if uh, you know, if there is a message of austerity or a message of spending, that will be, you know, communicated as to who we see elected, uh, you know, come October 2021. So, you know what, this is going to be a very interesting period uh, when it comes to City Hall politics and, and what type of city, uh, you know, Edmontonians want. Uh, but this debate is definitely not over. Yeah, and you know what, I think once we get back into January, February, and we get uh, closer and closer to October, and we hear more people decide or or let us know uh, what they're running for, what they're not going to run for. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm excited about this next election cycle, the next election campaign. I mean, when we don't have, um, you know, a, a sitting mayor uh, coming back, I think that just opens up for so much movement and some new people coming in. And I just think that that's, you know, instead of getting the same old, same old or the same old look council, there's a real opportunity to shake things up here. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see um you know how it all falls out oh yeah definitely i actually have a, a sticky note here on my desk in the uh, 2017 <laughs> voter uh, uh election the voter turnout was only 31.5 percent yes. um and so that again was with an incumbent mayor running uh, you open up that door and you hope mm. that that 31.5 percent increases significantly just you know for the sake of democracy Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Vinesh, I really uh, appreciate you joining me this afternoon. Thanks for checking in. Okay, stay safe, Jalen. Yeah, you too. Vinesh Pratap joining us this afternoon. He is Global Edmonton City Hall reporter and has been covering that beat for a very, very long time.